0: Howdy, y'all! Welcome to the Marty Smith podcast. That outsider, we have a cast of thousands, more than usual. Wes, hi. howdy! Merry Christmas! Hi Wes, Happy home. New Year, Travis! Hey, sir, uh, Mer- Merry Christmas, Marty.
1: Martin. How are you,
0: Brandon? Merry Christmas! There we go. Brandon Merry needs Christmas. to turn his. There you go. go.
2: Now we're firing on all eight. Oh yeah! Travis sounded like Darth Vader. What's going on over he there? He did.
1: Man? That was pretty rowdy. He sounded okay. Like- <laughs> well, I, I sound good boys what are you talking about
0: well now yeah. you're better uh that very yeah. first comment that you made blew my ears out and i need a <laughs> i need a bell tone hearing aid now uh <laughs> boys i've been all over creation uh, the last little bit here i have been uh atlanta i've been to los angeles california i've been to new york city phoenix arizona detroit michigan and now I'm back in Charlotte, North Carolina, wearing my uh, awesome Jack Daniels Ugly Christmas sweater. They sent one of these to all of us, and yep. apparently uh, I'm the only one who's taken it out of the plastic packaging. You two are slacking. <laughs> no,
2: Travis wears his to bed every night. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: like what do you mean? I wear that out every night.
2: Yeah, it, I just it, haven't it, had cooler. the occasion yet.
1: I, I like. I tell people that I'm like officially sponsored by Jack Daniels and like soon I'm going to get like a cease and desist letter from them please stop representing yeah. us
0: well uh you're welcome <laughs> yeah uh so I've been all over the place and we got a great show today man uh my buddy Ryan McGee with whom I have the Marty and McGee program at SEC Network will join us to talk about the Myrtle Beach Bowl extravaganza down there uh, on the Grand Strand. It's actually in Conway, and if you mistake those, the great great people of Conway will let you know very quickly that Brooks Stadium at Coastal Carolina University is, in fact, in Conway, not Myrtle Beach. I didn't realize this was such a controversial topic, but according to the feedback from the folks down there, damn it, they want you to know that it's in Conway,
1: y'all, Conway. Y'all I ever like, been to Myrtle Beach? The uh, Conway
2: Bowl doesn't have the same ring to it. I went to
1: I went to Myrtle Beach uh, in high school for spring break. And how'd that go? It was actually pretty tame. Actually, it was fun, but it was uh, I had a few parents around, so it was uh, controlled. Uh, Did you get a henna it, tattoo?
2: Oh
1: dear! I, what a henna? No, I didn't get a henna. Why, why would I get a henna <laughs> tattoo? How's your Travis? No, no <laughs> tattoos of any kind for me. Anything Dude, a hidden tattoo
2: is like the driver's license of Myrtle Beach, man. You had to have one to get around.
1: <laughs> Crazy, though. Uh, Myrtle Beach, I think, is the first time that I ever had legitimate Krispy Kreme from, like, brick-and-mortar Krispy See? Kreme this store. Is that-
0: That's a landmark moment. Expl- Describe the euphoric reaction that you must have had to that delicious, galactic, overwhelming...
1: I uh fried dough entering your bloodstream. So going into it, I was like, what's the big deal? Um mm. there's a big deal about it though when that when that hot sign's on and you get one of like it was it's life changing. It's
0: sunken yeah, donuts can't touch this.
1: No, no no place, you know, listen, I lived behind in college, I lived behind a place called Buckeye Donuts Had Amazing Donuts, but you never had the donut was never just out, you know, of being cooked. So you didn't have that like just you know, so the hot, hot
2: sign was on. Yeah, Travis. the hot
1: sign was on. Okay. And that's the Then you
2: had the full experience.
1: Yeah. Like listen, you can't buy the box from a Kroger. That doesn't count as a Krispy Kreme you, experience. You can
2: microwave it for eight seconds. At what go power yeah, power?
0: When I was growing up. <laughs> normal
2: normal <laughs> power.
0: Normal power, eight seconds, you're golden. Uh my mom would go to the food line. And she would buy these eight, it was a a sleeve is what it was, of Dunkin' Sticks. Krispy Kreme Dunkin' Sticks. And they were like breaded fried donut sticks that had, they were just overwhelmed with glaze. And they were awesome. And I would eat an entire sleeve of them for breakfast before I went to school. And Wes is right. I went a little overboard because I would go more towards the twenty-five second on high power route. And so they were oh nu- nuclear dunking sticks and all the icing was melted off of them. But good gracious. They were you dude, dude, you could dip, you could you could take the fork. Since they were nuclear hot, you couldn't just pick it up and eat it because you'd lose the whole roof of your mouth and your lips and <laughs> hell the enamel on your teeth. But you could use a fork and then dip it into milk, (laughs) and it was awesome, man, awesome. Yeah, man, I
2: I tell you, the Krispy Kreme debate in our household does not exist. I mean, I I am like, if, if they made the license plate, like the house divided, like Georgia family, Alabama family, me and my wife would be Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts. If they made that, I'd put it on my car. But Dunkin' Donuts,
1: I don't think, it, Krispy Kreme's not even playing the same sport as Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin'
2: competes with Starbucks. Krispy Kreme competes with no one. That's it's all I have it's to like, say It's about like it, man.
1: Alabama and then everybody else. Yeah, it's, there, you it's said in its it, own not us. Sphere. Listen, I'll admit it. Alabama's the best. All right, at
0: Daytona International Speedway. You come out a racetrack, and you take a right, and you're going out towards the beach there's a Krispy Kreme establishment right there on the corner. I think it's international speedway Boulevard and like Clyde Morris or one of those, since y'all are Daytona <laughs> beach experts, like I am, I'm sure you know that exact location Wes, with his forthcoming meteorological degree, will be able to help us out with that. But, uh, <laughs> because they have to know directions and math, right? Anyway, they there do. is These a tractors. They do. Yeah. Abacuses, Abacai. <laughs> so there is a Krispy Kreme location there. And, Y'all should see when the hot donuts now sign is on every damn person in the garage is lined up down the block, uh, at the Daytona speed weeks ready to get some Krispy Kreme hot donuts. Now.
2: Isn't it funny though? You mentioned the Dunkin' sticks, all of this scuttlebutt discussion we have about nutrition and Marty, I know like you eat salmon and a piece of broccoli for dinner now. Sure do. But like, the things that we used to eat for breakfast before school to power our minds for a day of learning i look back on and laugh like it it is like the only counter argument you need about like nutrition in any circumstance i think because i was eating captain crunch berries yep in like filtering the milk that the captain crunch berries had been in the day before for the sweeter milk the next day in the fridge and like I, you were free
0: basing Captain Crunch.
2: I, I'm, t- dude. It was a, it was like a refined Captain Crunch milk, and it, it, it was powering me to get a, you know, entrance into the University of Georgia. And now, you know, we're drinking uh, brain powered milk, like the milk I give my daughter looks like it's been tested in a NASA lab with all the letters on the on the front of the bottle. I don't even know what it all means. It's like a periodic table of elements, DHA and
1: vitamin D.
0: Hell, most of them, it's hold the cow these days. Do you want some Krispy Kreme
1: facts? Yeah, light it up, baby. So as of December 8th of this year, there are 365 brick and mortar Krispy Kreme locations. What state has the most? North Carolina, right?
0: Nope. I mean, that would have been my guess too. What is it?
1: California sits with thirty-five, Florida with thirty-two, Georgia with thirty-one. Have y'all ever seen the Donut King? Yeah, that's out in LA, right? Yeah. No, I, I've seen it on TV and shows and stuff, but never in person.
0: Watch it, man. Watch, watch the Donut King. It's a documentary. Oh, about it's like a, gentlemen. it's like a film. Oh,
1: I didn't. Yeah, it's a film. I thought you yeah, meant like you have it like it seen? Was? The... I thought. Have you seen it? Like have <laughs> like you gone out contest? to? It? Have
2: you seen? Have you seen one? <laughs> like. I've
1: seen it. I've seen a picture
2: of it. <laughs> like, what's at, your
1: go-to donut?
2: At, uh, at the Krispy Kreme.
1: No, like right now, like what's your favorite
2: donut? I'm a strawberry sprinkle guy. Like oh, what, what else do you need? Homer Simpson. It's like the
0: quintessential donut, man. What do you like, Travis? You probably like a frappalante. <laughs> no, nah, he has like a,
2: he gets like a long
0: john from the
2: Buckeye donut shop. Listen, long bucket.
0: johns a really funny term to me. Uh, like it's very applicable in a lot of different ways. It's you know, there's the underwear. It's yeah. like Well, yeah, so do people still refer to uh, it
1: It's underwear. Is underwear still referred to as long johns?
0: Yes, dude. Well, yeah. I don't know. In Ohio. Maybe not in Ohio,
1: but in Parisburg it is. Uh I like long a bear, thermal underwear. Long give clothes. me a bear. Claw hey, did Ohio though.
2: state invent the Buckeye dessert? Travis, I've been meaning to ask.
1: <sighs> I mean, we had to have. Who else would make it? What's a
0: Buckeye dessert? I never heard of it. Oh, that.
1: all right. Mark. Travis
0: just had a party. <laughs> like,
2: have you ever been in like a, a cracker barrel and seen the bucket of Buckeye's that you can get for like 25 cents a piece? You don't nope. know what that is? I mean, all right, I've Travis, been in a cracker you, barrel
0: a thousand times, but I didn't know. I know you, you have. It. I
2: know you have. But Travis, take it away. Explain the Buckeye. Well, so what you is can. It?
1: There's Buckeye bars, but then there's ones that are actually made to look like a Buckeye, and it's it's chocolate and peanut butter, Marty. It's it's I, you would love it.
0: Yeah, that sounds good.
1: It's. A Do deductible. you think the Buckeye
2: came out before the Reese cup did? Hey, oh, Travis.
0: No. Reese cup's the bomb.
2: I don't
1: know. I feel like I feel like the cup. Well, let me see when Reese's off. were even invented. Research. You know what's like underappreciated.
0: What's underappreciated is like your great aunt making the Easter peanut butter egg, like from scratch. Those things are crack, man. They, I don't know what they put in the peanut butter There's like confectionery sugar in there and they roll it up into like a kind of frothy ball. And then they douse it in all this chocolate and they put a little nice little, uh, design on the top of a hopping bunny or bow or Sprig of grass or something. You never hear about those. People talk about Ain't Ethel's this and Ain't Thelma's that, but the peanut butter egg never gets enough credit.
1: Uh, the Reese's was invented in 1928. I'm willing to bet as much as I want to think that the Buckeye came first. I'm guessing somebody saw the Reese's and was like, "Oh, well, we can make that but look like a Buckeye." Here's the Wikipedia
2: entry Travis on Buckeye candy. The dessert is not known prior to the 1960s or 1970s.
1: Yeah. So, so the Reese's must be our came answer first. Right so there. we need to thank the people at Reese's for, I mean, it's, there's the no, Reese's it on no the f- equal. It's, it's, well, a Snickers could. Dude, come on, Travis. No,
2: but in the category, it's it's like Krispy Kreme. No one else is out here no, making no they're not. Peanut it's, butter cups.
1: No, it's, it's, a Snickers and a Reese's are in the same, they're playing the same sport. Y'all ever heard of the Mallow Cup? The what? Oh
2: dude, keep mm-mm. keep me away from
0: those. What? Yeah, there's a Mallow Cup that is a Marshmallow Reese Cup. It doesn't have any peanut butter in it. It's like a marshmallow cup. I've never even
1: heard of this before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I'm all set on on the Mallow Cups over here. Where are you on them putting pretzels and chips and stuff in the Reese's?
0: No, man. I'm good with them, reforming them into Christmas trees and Easter eggs and stuff. I'm all in on that. The Reese's egg is the pinnacle. It's the absolute pinnacle of Halloween candy genre candy.
2: Again, if NASA made a dessert, sugar treat, whatever it is, it would be the egg. It is aerodynamic, has the perfect ratio. Of chocolate to peanut butter i don't think it's really debatable at this point you can pair it up against the tree perhaps the tree's all right but it just doesn't have the same impact as that egg does
0: yeah man that egg's got that like fat center and if you if you take the bite and you just you 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 measure it perfectly Mm -hmm. that you bite that fat center
1: that is i haven't seen it in a while but I feel like I remembered a Reese's, but it had like this like chocolate cookie on the bottom. What do you need it for? Because it was amazing. Get a little I mean, crunch, a not... little texture. Oh man. So you're just you're, yeah. uh you just like the classic. Yeah. Is is the regular Reese's, which is your favorite? The the egg is your favorite? Yes. Is that the one thing that no matter like how well you're trying to follow your diet that you you will break for? <laughs> no,
0: nah, peanut butter is, peanut butter is, but, uh, I won't, I, I don't eat Reese's cups very much because I can't stop. Yeah. I'll eat. I mean, I'll eat however many are in front of me. I'm going to eat them, all of them. Yes. So I just don't yes. eat any of them. Like that's exactly how I roll. Like I'm not good at moderation at all. And so if I go ahead and make the decision Man, it's just one one Reese cup pop. I'm instantly going to go infiltrate Vivi and Mia's Halloween bags to find every single one in there and have a buffet and a smorgasbord. And I just don't need that, man. I don't need it.
1: Um, so Christmas is coming up this week. And on a previous episode, we discussed your, uh, your ornament that you received from the White House. I have information that there is now a second white house ornament in the marty smith household how do you feel about um this ornament that you thought was one of a kind and for 20 years you thought it was the greatest thing ever being debunked it was a
0: it was a great heartache to me that i learned that you can go on the internet and purchase uh, them in bulk whatever volume you so choose you can pass them out to friends uh I thought for all these years, I thought I had gotten something extremely special and intricate and very rare from those in the Clinton administration who bestowed (laughs) upon us in the Christmas of 2000 that, uh, that we would go home with these, but alas, you can go on the internet and purchase them. And my great friend, my brother, my producer for ESPN, Patrick Abrahams found it to be very humorous that we had this discussion. And sent Laney her very own uh, class of 2021 White House Christmas ornament and it currently hangs on our tree right beside my Bill Clinton issued <laughs> class of 2000 White House Christmas ornament it's very special they are a couple and now the class of 21 will hang proudly on my Christmas tree for the rest of my life
1: now does that mean going forward you won't have this whole production and posting when you put this ornament back up next year for Christmas. How, like, how are you going to move going forward? Precisely the same way I've operated for the last
0: 20 years. I'm told proud Lainey. of that ornament. By the way, remember how I told y'all that Laney and I don't get each other gifts for Christmas. I broke the code. Does I she know this? She, well, she does because it requires childcare. So I had to walk into the bedroom and I had to explain to her that an opportunity came my way that we had to do. All right. Her favorite production in the world is the lion King. Ooh. I fire up my email one morning, a couple, three days ago. And in my email is an opportunity from Disney for which I work. They own ESPN to see the lion king on broadway and it's this buy tickets link well not only was there the opportunity to go to broadway in big new york city there was also lion king on tour so it's torn around to all these cities well our favorite city is none other than nashville tennessee i saw commercial offers. so i bought tickets for laney and me to come to nashville tennessee and see the lion king at the tennessee performing arts center in mid-january so she is pumped i'm pumped i love that stuff like i love the performing arts it inspires the hell out of me and i love the lion king i can't wait to see it simba mufasa the whole (laughs) squad baby here we come (laughs) that's gonna be fun why does that make you chuckle wes (laughs)
2: <laughs> your your statement that the performing arts uh inspires you was it just surprised me i don't know caught me off guard i guess
0: why why is it why do you think why, why does that why is it i just you? don't
2: performing i didn't know that you employment. went to a lot of uh like shows on on broadway and everything like have you seen uh hamilton
1: nope have you seen cats i don't go
2: i, I don't have you go seen to a lot uh, of- death of a salesman nope all right that's why it surprised me because i i knew that you didn't have time to go see a bunch of plays so it just it just kind of made me chuckle i don't know but i'm excited for you guys yeah so it doesn't matter like you're going to see the lion
1: king in nashville i mean child care is lined up or do you need me to fly to charlotte and take care of the kids no travis
2: you're you're babysitting sorry
1: yeah do you need me to fly to charlotte and i'll take care of the kids and you can
0: quite possibly
1: uh, that, that actually
0: might need to happen i think we're still working through that part of the process we can't like surprise our wives with that kind of gift a few days out because no. it requires so many logistics that they you know for which they are the chief operating officer that it won't happen unless we give them a heads up so that w- i had to give her a heads up immediately and say hey i got you a christmas presents she yeah. said, "Why? What would you get me?" And I told her, and she was pumped up, man. I'm pumped. Well, it's it. like it's like making that
2: purchase shows up on the uh, credit card statement too. You know, how do you slip that one past the COO and the CEO? It's difficult.
0: Yeah, you can't. She manages gotta, every bit of it. I'm a completely books useless. A bit. Yeah,
1: for sure. Mar- Marty's basically no, like a fourth child when it comes to uh, Lainey having to run everything.
0: That's a fair point. It's an accurate statement.
1: Dude, on my way to
0: the Myrtle Beach Bowl, I was driving down five oh one and I passed an Econo Lodge slash liquor store. It was an Econo Lodge on the top and it was a liquor joint on the bottom. And they promoted both on the marquee sign. I thought that was just the greatest use of office space I'd ever heard of. Well, I mean when you I
2: mean that is (laughs) that is like really Yeah, it's it's optimizing your storage, man. What else
1: do you want? Well, especially when you're traveling, the first thing you're looking for when you get to your hotel room is where's the liquor store at? Exactly. I mean, I was very impressed. And then I, I drove
0: on down the highway. I was so I passed the Econo Lodge slash liquor store on the right. On the left, there was a school bus graveyard from Horry County, used up school buses. And then on my right, there was a legitimate like 1993 Chevy Camaro monster truck they built a camaro into a monster truck and painted hot wheels down the side of it with the hot wheels swoosh i was like man this is the greatest road i've ever seen in my life anyway speaking of the myrtle beach bowl why don't we bring in my partner in crime at the myrtle beach bowl my sideline reporting brother my buddy with whom i have a show on the southeastern conference network marty and mcgee He's adored by millions beautiful women just randomly walk up and hand him cookies. That's true. He gets congratulatory notes from bowl directors galore. While I get none of this, I'm grateful for his friendship. I'm grateful for his historical referencing in every aspect of my life. And he joins us now on the Marty Smith podcast to historically reference our excellence at the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, this holiday season, we had the Tulsa Golden Hurricane and the Old Dominion Monarchs. And it was absolutely the pinnacle of our broadcast television careers. Uh, What is your feedback on? I'm sure that that you've gotten tremendous feedback from the Emmy nomination committee about you and me hearkening back to the great Oklahoman philosopher, Toby Keith. Yeah. And other various random commentary throughout the entirety. And when I say entirety... I mean, entirety of the 2021 Myrtle Beach Bowl. How you doing, son?
3: I'm good, man. No, we, you said harkening back, and we immediately got like a text from the commissioner of the Southeastern Conference, like basically telling us in a very polite way, harkening's not a, like a word. <laughs> apparently, apparently it's harking back, which I didn't, I wasn't aware of either. But yeah, no, it's uh, it was great. I mean, is it not it was, a
0: word, dude? It is to I, a word. You harken back. Think,
3: you hark – you harking back, No, you right? do
0: not. No, <laughs> I don't you know.
1: Do
3: you harking. Hey. Me. All right. Travis.
1: I'm on Travis, right. research, get on right. it. Okay,
3: Travis is on it. All right. But no, it, it, but I will harken back to December 20th, 2021. It was a great experience. And uh, we were there. And um, that's – I mean, that's – I think my favorite part of the whole thing was probably the, sp- the pregame spread. I think that was easily – If you, uh, you know, boys, if y'all, if y'all like uh, uh, manicotti that's been on the sterno for four hours before you get up there and no silverware, the Myrtle Beast ball spread is is for you. So anybody thinks, let me tell you guys, let (laughs) let
0: me paint a picture for you fine folks. Basically, what it looked like was we took off the we took off the silver canopy of the sterno. Potluck supper down at the Parisburg Baptist Church lineup, right? And and within within the glory that was that pan of manicotti, was what appeared to be a soggy uh, a a soggy uh, bit bit of dog cuisine
1: doused in Elmer's
0: glue is what it looked like to me. the Elmer's glue kind of flew threw, threw me off, and I just chose to pass because yeah. yeah I, look, I appreciate the gesture, but I just felt like it'd be best for me at this point to not eat.
3: Well, we were late. I mean, we'll say this: that had been out there for a little while, and they needed us there. Like 12, kickoff was at two forty. I mean, we got there at twelve
0: 30. fifteen. Well, we, we had not have, have been a meeting.
3: That late. <laughs> We had to, we had to have a meeting with the with the bowl directors about the post game ceremonies, and so we we got there, and then they go, hey, we got done. Like, what are we going to do for the next two hours? And, and the producer goes, hey man, there's there's food up there at the baseball stadium, so we went to Springs Brook Stadium, beautiful facility, home of the gorgeous uh, facility, the College World Series champion, Chanticleers, and the view was amazing. But yeah. But uh, but I haven't told you this part yet. So y'all, Marty says I'm not gonna eat that, and he leaves. And I said I'm gonna call my wife, and I tried to call my wife, and she wasn't there, wasn't available. And so I was like, man, I'm starving. I, you know what? I'll eat one bite of this manicotti. Did
0: you have and it?
3: No. You know why? And it saved me actually. There was no silverware. Like there was no, there were no utensils. And I even thought about, well, there's, a, I could eat it. There it was one spoon. I'm like, well, I could eat some of this manicotti with a spoon and i'm like no you know what the lord is telling me to pass on this and wait and just get something like go to the concession stand or something but yeah but it was Remember uh but the game look,
0: paper yeah when we were yeah. kids, but, to get, but, but, I, but i had
3: a great time and you and i got felt. to stand next to each other for the whole game which i don't think we'd ever done before on a sideline and that was fun and um and you know um we didn't. I didn't get to talk about Dr. Phil playing at Tulsa. That was part of my notes that I didn't get to. But but it was fun.
1: When they were meeting with you guys about the the post game, did they realize that you guys probably weren't really like paying close attention? We're kind of just going to wing it. Like, at what point did they realize like you guys are good? <laughs> Go ahead. I think. Explain. Well, I, I, th- I don't, I I think, don't know I if think, they've
3: realized <laughs> it yet, Travis.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think that when they looked at Marty. And he was like looking at his phone and they looked at me and I was like looking at the portage on deciding if I could get in there or not. I think that's when they figured out that honestly, it was, Hey, there's going to be a most valuable player. There's going to be a, a champion, you know, that's it. And then when we get out to the field for the, at the end of the game, it's complete chaos. Like we're surrounded by the players and the guy with the trophy can't get to us and all that, but it was fine. It's totally fine. It was, it was, there was a plan. It's a good thing.
0: Here's a here's some inside baseball. It's a good thing that we know each other as well as we do and have done television together as long as we have because there's a certain clairvoyance and unspoken language that we have between one another. And we, as we were learning how the post-game was supposed to unfold, we're kind of looking at each other a little bit cockeyed, like, do you understand what they're saying? And we're like, no, we'll just wing it. And so ultimately they were going to throw down from the booth to McGee. He was going to sort of host this segment. Rachel Quigley is the unbelievably lovely director of the Myrtle Beach Bowl. She was going to bestow upon the MVP this beautiful trophy that he's won for his sterling performance in the second annual Myrtle Beach Extravaganza. She will then hand the what big boy the trophy, trophy Marty? to
3: the what, What's what's the uh, what is it? What's the trophy?
0: I mean, it was about a foot tall, uh, silver football it's on top clean. of a stick. Yeah, it, it's
3: like, a pretty, it's it, nice. It, it, it's an aluminum deal, and it's got the logo. It was on nice it. Man. It's got like a, like a, like a, you know, silver football on the top. It was a clean. Kind of like a
1: Lombardi Trophy knockoff. Oh, it's it's nice. I, I like it. It I was, was actual now. metal.
0: Was
3: like, uh, yeah, it wasn't okay. like it's a not crappy like, an like T-shirt. Right, no, or like a racetrack loose sight overdone trophy. Like it was like a nice trophy. All right, sorry for interjecting.
0: No, that was an important question. Right, it was so, to get the super picture. important.
3: Wanted to get the picture super important. That's what we're going to we're putting you there. Wes. Uh
1: so well I did some research go ahead, Travis. uh harkening uh, a yeah. verb. We're good. Harkening. Okay. Can, all
0: right, ladies and gentlemen, no. I'm here all day. You just let me know. I'm a human thesaurus. Just yeah. let me know.
1: We harken around these parts It's a the partici-
3: Herald Angel sing.
1: Present mm-hmm. participle of harken.
3: See, well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe this time of year we think about Hark, like by itself, because of Hark the Herald Angel Sing. Which, by the way, when I was kid, funniest thing is who's Harold the Angel?
0: Commissioner Sankey (laughs) will need to come on here and explain his text message to us that said, "Harkening, Harken the Herald Angel Sing." Yeah, Uh, he too did not believe that Harken was a word. (laughs) And I'm
1: sorry, Mr. Commissioner. It I, indeed is. I think he. I'm uh, yeah. sure
3: he's thinking. He, he probably didn't want me to share that text, but we did.
1: After the national championship game, I think he should come on here. I think that's a fair right, trade off. We got to go back, back to. Oh,
3: yeah. There yeah.
2: you're tipping. He, let's go he, back. Let's hearken back.
1: Let's hearken <laughs> back
0: to where I was with the post game extravaganza. So. Rachel announces the quarterback for the Tulsa Golden Hurricane as the MVP of the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Right. And I'm standing right here beside him. So, McGee's supposed to be hosting this little segment, and I'm supposed to do the interviews according to our pregame meeting. Right. Well, it rapidly becomes abundantly apparent to me that that ain't going to work logistically. Because quarterbacks beside me, players are hovering over us like – right on top of all of us, and the coach is beside McGee over here. So I interviewed a quarterback. He gives an impassioned address to his offensive line. And McGee then uh, tosses it to Rachel to congratulate the coach, and I just wink at McGee. I'm like, I can't get over there. you got to do it. Yeah. So he goes right in there. Coach Montgomery, that's a tremendous performance. I mean, with the season you guys have had started three and six, went out to get here. You must be just overcome with emotion. How would you describe this moment? Yeah, I don't know if that's what you said, but it was it's something pretty close. To that well, end.
3: I have no idea what you asked the other guy because we—it we, was literally—we were completely covered up by the Tulsa Golden Hurricane, which, by the way, a lot of hurricanes hit Oklahoma. The uh, I, I did my research on why they're called the hurricane, but mm-hmm. I didn't get that in either. That was with my Dr. <laughs> Phil notes. Well, so what's I the
0: answer? That. Why are they the Golden Hurricane? That reminds right, me of so, something
3: else. They used to be the Presbyterians, and then they were like the Tulsans, and, but they have black and gold uniforms, so they became the Golden Tornadoes. They actually were the Yellow Jackets, and then they became the Golden Tornado. And then they found out that Georgia Tech was the Golden Tornadoes, so they had a team vote, and they decided they still wanted to stick with something meteorological, <laughs> if that's a word, and they went it with is. a Golden Hurricane. And then... Right after that, Georgia Tech changed their name to the Yellow Jackets. But yeah, so there you go. So, so they could been the have been, golden
0: been the Golden Tornado if they would have just held out a little longer.
3: But it just held out. Or the Yellow Jackets, yeah. But but yeah, that they chose. And so they're like, like people are in the stands from Oklahoma, like waving like hurricane flags, like the red flag with the black. I'm like, all right,
1: I, I right, need to. Hear, they, we'll, we'll... Can you give us this Dr. Phil that you've mentioned it a couple times? I need I need to know about this Dr. Phil Tulsa thing.
3: All right, so Dr. Phil. Went to the University of Tulsa, and he was on the football team. And in night, he and he went on David Letterman one night and told the story about he played for Tulsa when the nineteen sixty eight Tulsa lost to Houston one hundred to six. And uh, and so Dr. Phil told this story on Letterman, but no one can find any documentation that Dr. Phil actually played on the team. And, and so you can ask Marty last night. Literally, the game is ending like there's like 20 seconds to go and the right. SID from Tulsa walks up and introduces himself and he and I've been texting and email or whatever I go hey I got a question for you and the, I mean the game is in and the teams are on the field I go did Dr. Phil really play for Tulsa and he Marty remember he started going on this big long he explanation well I looked through the records and yeah he
0: goes uh I can find no documentation yeah that he played in yeah. that game right so what do you think look, Dr. They Dr. Phil's
2: through and searching Dr. Phil or are they searching for his
3: his Christian name, which
0: is, what is his Christian name?
3: Philip McGraw. Yeah. That's his real. So he was on the freshman team and they think that he was promoted to the varsity because, and I'm not, this is what it was called. All the headlines say this, the team had been ravaged by the Hong Kong flu. Like that's what Dr. Phil calls it. That's what all the headlines called it back in the day. So they lost like half their roster. So a bunch of freshmen got promoted. And uh, and it was and the coach at Houston was kind of a jerk and he ran the score up and all that stuff. But and I tell you another thing, Jane, uh, Baker Mayfield's dad was on that Houston team. So I'm going to call him and ask if Dr. Phil, if he saw Dr. Phil. Running around.
1: I now want to get. Do Dr. we not Dr. need to see a
2: Dr. Phil Baker Mayfield crossover? I mean, that's that's what we've all yeah. been waiting for, is it not? A but if you lose a
3: game 100, if you lose a game 100 to six, that's probably why you go in to try to help people psychologically because you probably have suffered <laughs> psychological damage yourself.
0: I don't know if you guys saw this, but about midway through the third quarter, uh, Josh Johnson, who had a spectacular game for Tulsa at wide receiver, caught a football and was running full tilt towards the sideline trying to toe-tap his way into a completion. And as he made his way at a rapidly accelerated burst of speed, towards that sideline, attempting to toe-tap his way into that completion, he almost, I mean, we're talking slivers of, of, uh, of inches away from dismantling Ryan McGee's entire sternum. Yeah. Uh, if, if McGee had not moved, it would have been a yard sale of colossal proportions and would have wound up as a sports center top ten moment here, you can see it unfold. Look at me; I'm already on, I'm on the far left there, already in a defensive p- position, look. ready to just get the hell out of the way. And I'm, McGee I'm, I'm, is I'm, I'm, a ten pointer, <laughs> staring at an F two fifty in the middle of the road at midnight.
3: I'm planting my feet, and, son. I'm going. I'm going to lay a yeah, look. Look at that.
2: Both of you guys have strong front foots forward. <laughs> Ready for this contact <laughs> in the image? I'm not a body language expert, but you guys are not backing down. Hell, no. That is strong. I man. mean,
1: McGee, you yeah. were oh, inches wait. away from a not top ten moment.
3: Oh yeah, I joked about it during the game, but that's so my, I mean, I, I talk about my dad all the time, but he was a field judge. That was his position, and it, my dad worked 400 something games that he only got knocked off his on his butt like four or five times. And he got blasted. There, there was a, a he got blasted one day at Pitt. And thought he'd knocked the tail thought he'd knocked the teeth out of his head because he was looking down to see if the guy got his foot down, and when he looked up, it was too late, and the two guys ran through him. but yeah, I learned a long time ago, you and my hands are in my pockets in that picture. people are like why are your hands in your pockets because it was freezing cold we had We had those warmers in our pockets. So I have my hands in my it pockets, but it was it was um if, if the only it was dropping rapidly.
1: if only they had invented gloves well
0: we didn't have those. I mean, we, we didn't, didn't have, have a whole lot of
3: They gave us hand warmers.
0: I had on, yeah, the outlaw Josie Wales, who is one of our amazing ops guys and has been since our NASCAR days with ESPN back in the you know, mid to late two thousands. He uh I mean, he shows up and he's like, Hey boys, you all need these? And he hands us brand new packages of ten hour hand warmer packets. Yeah. And I wanted to tackle him. I was so full of glee. I had on a Ford. I had on. uh, I had on a hoodie that the Myrtle Beach Bowl folks gave to me. Actually, McGee's wearing it right now. Very festive, very fancy. I mean, that thing is nice. It was a size maybe four X. Which, and then I had on a uh, like a zip up, kind of, I guess I don't know, cardigan or whatever you call those things, some kind of sweater. And then on top of that, I had a. Down jacket, and then on top of that, I had like a ski jacket. How cold was it? Freezing, like 42. dude. It was, 40, it was freezing no, cold. No, man. Hey, 40, no, 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 don't know, even go, go 40, there.
3: You've been living in Connecticut, it's all relative to where you are. It is all, it's also cold.
0: Like, yeah, Travis, if, if you Travis me, is right. sitting there going, Oh my god, 42. Well, let me tell you something, there, damn Jim Cantori 42 <laughs> at the beach is different than 42 different. when you ain't yeah. at the beach. It's I mean, a wet cold, the sand, and the wind's the wind,
2: howling. Howling. Oof. You got you wet, got like 98% salty air. Humidity. Yeah.
0: Yes, Wes. Wes has a meteorological degree from the University of Georgia. He knows.
1: But see, here's I the mean, thing, though. Is Marty, Marty and
2: McGee were technically like uh, two lighthouse attendants just soaking up this driving winter rain. What else can you do, man?
0: But Marty he doesn't needed get... those, uh, we needed those like slicker outfits that the bad guy in Scooby Doo always wore, like the big yeah. yellow. Yeah. You know the guy in the lagoon that was always the bad guy. We need one of those. Yeah,
3: what's the BPI, whatever the hell it is, the the fat index. I'm mine's much higher than Marty's, so I'm a good BPI. gauge on it. Was it actually cold? It's actually cold, so there you go. But I don't want to hear anything you, from somebody <laughs> who grew up in the Midwest, lived in the Northeast, whatever, about what cold is or what it isn't. Yeah, you, you being out you you Nashville for a little bit. You'll see. About two years from now, you'll be like, oh, my God, it's 48 degrees. It's cold. And we'll be like, there you go, butthole. Did I just say that on the radio? Anti
2: Ohio State bias is showing. Do you guys know – I'm going to give you a little local news quiz here. Which SEC school leads the conference in meteorologists in the local news league?
3: (laughs) Well, I'll say this. Tennessee has more than I thought. And the only reason I know this is because – the Tennessee alums, like I'm, like Instagram friends with like probably a half a dozen like meteorologists that went to Tennessee. Well, but I, but the answer is probably the answer. Is I'm 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 going to assume Georgia because you're asking. The I'm going to
1: say Missouri. I don't okay, know why, Marty. but I'm just going with Missouri. Marty. All right. So
0: Travis goes Mizzou. McGee's got two votes in the in the damn thing. He's got Tennessee and Georgia He's
1: stuffing the ballot
0: uh i'm guessing this must be obscure uh florida
2: all right we got florida georgia tennessee mizzou no it's sec west school
0: texas a&m oh miss mississippi state State, really
2: mississippi state
1: who's like the biggest name they have
2: oh i don't i don't know man but they're all they're all ringing cowbells um Every meteorologist I worked with, except for one, got their meteorology degree from Mississippi State. This is where they go. So, is, that,
1: is that like really? the best profession to have? Nobody expects you to be right.
2: Well, here you go, Travis. Here's what you need to know about the 50%, 60%. Do you know how they do that? It's not a 60% chance of rain. It's it's a 60%, 60% chance that it's going to
1: rain like in your area or whatever, in right? In
2: your area, yeah. So, I mean... What constitutes an area, Wes? I mean, it's like the DMA. It's like uh, the counties, the towns that your local news station covers. So, So I mean, yeah, I'm all for I'm I'm all for... Yeah, yeah, it's like the area that your signal goes to. I'm all for going back every year and saying, which meteorologist was the most accurate?
1: Yeah, we need to have... Like, we keep analysts and their records for their picks and everything. Like... I think meteorologists on their their bottom line should have their record. I need to know if like if you're telling me it's going to snow, but you're like two and ten in your last twelve predictions, then you know I need to account for that.
0: All I can tell you is Steve Udelson, Larry Sprinkle, Tara Lane—they're <laughs> tearing it up in Charlotte. That's all I got. To oh say. yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, frankly, Brad Panovich is my dude. Brad Panovich. Brad Panovich is like too. in Charlotte. Brad Panovich is – well, he's an Ohio State guy, but he, he's always – Brad Panovich will like, hey, the space station's flying over. I'll go running out in the yard. My wife would be like, oh, Brad Panovich.
0: Laney, too. Laney's a huge fan of Brad Panovich. Yeah. Huge fan. He's a great she, guy. And and great guy. I think he came to Vivi's class and did a little presentation. I remember when I was in the – Second grade, Miss Reed's class at Macy McClarity Elementary School in the 24134. Robin Reed from uh, News Channel 7, WDBJ, and Roanoke came and did a little presentation in our class. And that was the most famous person we ever yeah. met until like yeah. I was a- out of college and met Sam Rutigliano when I wrote for the Lynchburg News in advance. I mean, Robin yeah. Reed was a huge deal. And every time he came on TV, which was every day, we were like, that's our guy, man. Robin hey, Reed.
3: Hey, at the North guy. Carolina Sports Hall of Fame dinner a couple of years ago, uh, Tom Souter was there. And Tom Souter was a WRAL in Raleigh. for and Tom Souter invented the Friday night, like, high school show that everybody does. Man, he's a he legend, in the man. 80s. He's the man. And I, my wife, to this day, gives me the hardest time because – tom Sutter walked up and he goes hey ryan tom Sutter, i love marty mcgee and erica was like i've been around you when you've been talking to some famous people and she said it's the only time i locked up like i didn't know i'm like thanks tom like i didn't know i had no idea so we you, had a guy
1: so you went like full marty with michael jordan treatment with michael
3: jordan Thanks, Tom. And then I, and then I, then I, you uh, know, I passed out. No, hey, all right. Here's a, here's a, here's a local weather legend. When I moved to Greenville, South Carolina, Wes, uh, I interned at WYFF, your friend 4, and uh, in Greenville, South Carolina, NBC affiliate. We had a guy named Charlie Gertz, and Charlie Gertz was 175 years old, and he had been the weatherman in Greenville forever. And they would give out umbrellas that, when you opened it up. It would have on the umbrella. It would say, Charlie said it would, <laughs> like he said, it was going to rain. And, but when I interned at the station several years later, I realized that part of the job of the intern was to go out to the car and wake up Charlie Gertz at 1030 because he'd gone to sleep in the, he and maybe self-medicated had gone to sleep in the parking lot after the six o'clock and you had to wake him up to come in and do the 11. Charlie was the man.
1: Does anybody know how they calculate wind chill? Hell, until I was like
0: 22, no. I thought it was called the windshield factor.
3: West knows I didn't even know it point. was
0: wind chill. I, bet, I thought it was the windshield I, factor.
3: <laughs> I bet Wes knows how to do the damn dew point, too.
2: I, look, I've learned so much from local meteorologists. It is insane. I can almost tell you. I tell my wife all the time, oh, it rained today. It's probably going to be about 5 to 12 degrees colder tomorrow than it is today. And She goes, how did you know that? I said, you work with enough meteorologists, you know. So, so then, explain I to me the, the hell out of those people.
1: Explain how they calculate wind chill, because like, how can you tell what it is with the wind?
2: They just get it. My they ass? say, yeah. <laughs> if a meteorologist tells you that it feels like fifty-two degrees and it's actually sixty, you're probably going to believe chill. them, right? Yeah, wind chill.
3: Hey, West, did you ever consider becoming AMA certified? Like taking the class no. and doing all that? No never thought way, about that,
1: man. H- how no much is way. it? Let's get West certified so we can just like get weekly weather updates from him.
3: I always heard it wasn't yeah, hard, but I don't have hell, any idea. probably
0: just send me to Mississippi State, send me to Starkville. I'll I'll go <laughs> take the test. Hey, let me tell you something. Let's go back to let's go back to, to Friday Night Lights, Friday Football Extra, Mike Stevens. Yeah, DBJ was the guy that hosted Friday night, uh, Friday Football Extra, which was is the Friday night recap show in the New River Valley in the Roanoke Valley where I grew up. Man, one of my teammates one time was the Friday Football Extra player of the week. Oh, Rayfield Milton. Oh, and they came to that dude. They came to our high school oh. with a crew. They interviewed Rayfield. And when you were the Friday Football Extra Player of the Week, they gave you a T-shirt that stated that you were the Friday Football Extra Player of the Week. And Rayfield got that. I mean, it, it was like – you're like a it rock star. Was, it was, I mean, you can't imagine how huge this was. I, I can't articulate like what a massive moment it was to see Rayfield – slide that Gildan T-shirt over top of his head. Play two sizes too and big. And boast that he was the FFE player yeah. of the week. Yeah. And he wore time. it under his pads for the next two and a half years. Of course he did. I mean, dude, that, it's, it's when you grow up in the middle of nowhere, when you're a bunch of farm boys, and your entire life and identity is that helmet right there and you are acknowledged on the same level and given the same level of respect as all the big Roanoke 4 and 5A schools, as all the schools that, that, that have the kids that are all getting recruited to go to UVA and Virginia Tech and Penn State and wherever else. And you're just a bunch of ragtag farm kids. It's, it's just so big. Such a massive moment. And I I always wanted to be on Friday Football Extra. And then when we won the state title, damn it, I was on there crying, going, we're number one, baby.
1: Well, and then also, if you are. Are you like, being
0: serious? I'm dead serious. And the clip. has I,
3: this footage. Oh, that it's, has to
0: be, it's that has, out there. It's out there.
3: It has to live in a, in a vault somewhere. It, it is in. Oh, I'll it's, say it's, it's out in, there somewhere.
2: somewhere. Yeah. yeah
0: I'm gonna it's call out every there somewhere. They, they ran it. I forget when they ran it, they ran it recently. Uh, well, which station was it? DBJ Channel Seven in Roanoke, Virginia. Yeah. Now I, it was something like they, I had some like had super it. articulate line like. Yeah.
1: Man, I'm crying.
0: All the practices two a days, and now we're number one, baby. There you go. Oh, I didn't. I didn't oh, play high
1: school football, but if you're like your team had like the game of the week. So then you knew that the stations were going to be there with the camera. So it was like, how as a student can I get on camera when they come by the student section? That was like the goal. Like you always just like, that get your like your 10 the, seconds of fame.
0: Five. Boys, has there yeah, ever Raleigh been a more Scott Travis five. statement than that one? <laughs>
1: oh, That's yeah, the most Travis yeah. thing I've ever heard. I mean, every yeah. school Travis,
2: did it. What, what was your alone. typical attire to like a high school football game? What did you wear? Were you on the front lines? Were you of the student section?
1: Well, I mean, face paint. No, I don't think I've face paint too much. Also, our football team for a while there wasn't really good. Um, Face paint
3: too much, he just said.
1: (laughs) But no, we, you know, we dress up a little bit, but nothing crazy. I'm not. I didn't, you know, body paint or anything like that. Like, let's easy guys. Let's
3: with Sky Five. We had if Sky Five from WRL. Because what they do is you'd send – send, they only had two or three cameras to send the games, and then Sky 5 would fly around, like, over the stadiums of, like, ten games. Hey, and here's an aerial view of, you know, Apex versus Garner. And the uh, um, and, and the Sky 5 flew – I remember one time at my high school in Raleigh, the coach screaming, Gus Lovett screaming at the team, quit looking at the damn helicopter, because the helicopter flew over and in the middle of the game, all the guys on the field are like, the Sky 5 – and so, yeah, it was uh, – if you could make Sky five, son, that was, uh, that was a big deal. So,
2: um, at Collins Hill, state champs, by the way, 7A, in the there state of up. Georgia. Uh, yeah, we got seven of them. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? We had a guy in the student section called Whopper Man <laughs> and Whopper Woman. <laughs> and they would go to Burger King and get a crown – and they it was voted on it was a democratic process and uh <laughs> whoever had the most spirit i mean it was a, it was a bona fide senior superlative in our yearbook Whopper man and Whopper woman and i awesome. watched the state championship game a couple weeks ago we still got them out there wearing crowns so the tradition is living on
0: Were you guys voted we in had the, an uh... old boy we had an old boy uh named arnold tickle who would set up at the top on, of the 50 man. yard tickle line with sprinkle. a train whistle what come oh, on yeah. man <laughs>
2: you, you got Woo! tickle in your student section you got sprinkle in your meteorologist
0: yep. department man These sound like a there couple of right. christmas elves coffee town yeah sounds like right. sounds like a <laughs> lot of a lot of people you know very well uh but yeah oh arnold tickle was set up there with his <laughs> train right. whistle and every time the spartans <laughs> did something well he'd blow that train whistle and it'd scare the absolute fire out of all of us but when, when it got to the place where the Spartans were going to undisputably win this game, Arnold would come down to our asphalt track, and he would get a megaphone, and he would say, down by the river, and all the Spartan faithful would go, down by the river, and Arnold would say, we took a little walk, took a little walk. We met up with the green wave, met up with the green wave, and we had a little talk,
1: and we had a
0: little talk. We kicked them in the river. <laughs> kicked them in the river. Hung them on the line. <laughs> Hung them on the line. <laughs> we can beat the Green Wave. We can beat the Green in Wave. Any damn time. And then the place in went the crazy, and the train time. whistles blew, and the bandanas were waved, and it was Spartan football. So that's how we roll. Good job, uh, TikTok. Right.
1: Uh, speaking of superlatives, to were you guys voted anything your senior year? What were you voted, yeah. Travis? Most likely
0: to paint your body and jump in the Channel Seven camera shot most likely to
1: produce a podcast
3: <laughs> most likely to hang out creepily in the background during during no. the player
1: of the week this will be shocking i was voted most opinionated
3: <laughs> oh,
2: wow man out of a high school f- filled with ohio state fans that is actually saying something what
1: about you guys oh, it
2: is.
3: who's who's going first
2: west. West? go ahead, go west. west you got something <laughs> i was uh most attractive
0: uh, you said, that's All right.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And when, you, I, when I
2: won it, my best friend's mom said, Well, the most pressure now lies on your shoulders for the 10 year high school reunion because my son is class clown. He can still be funny in 10 years, but you still have to be attractive in three
3: years.
2: I said, Well, Dr. Nichols, you're not wrong.
3: So I'll keep yeah. that in mind. There you go. Was,
0: he, was Were was any of y'all prom king or or homecoming king or anything of that sort?
1: Nope. nope.
3: I got, okay. decided, I got voted to two things and it was with the same girl. Like did y'all get voted like, like as couples, like you had to take a picture for the yearbook. Yeah, yeah. Oh
1: yeah. yeah so man. we were
3: me and, um, the, the black widow, I've talked to her about her before. It's a girl I love the most in high school. And she, <laughs> she, uh, to this day, she still messes with me. Uh, she's, uh, we were, we were voted most school spirit, so uh because I, I only oh, because the guy who was the Travis rest devil dog got six i was I, I was the devil dog for a few games and people like that until they threw rocks at me at greer and i went i ain't doing that oh anymore my God. yeah and then uh and then we had one called best all around and the only reason i got voted best all around is because i was new they had all been going to school together since kindergarten and the new guy showed up that's the only reason that that's the only reason I got that, because they were all sick of each other at that point.
1: How many schools did you go to in your high school career again? Six? I went to two high schools. Two? Uh, no, schools so I went total, to, though. Um, I, went I, feel to, like, th- I feel like you've lived in, like, th- seven different places.
3: I went to three elementary schools. I went to one middle oh school. I went to two high schools. The only two schools I went to for four years were my first elementary school and my college. Every, no, I, I didn't go anywhere else more than two years, three years. So it was, uh, I always say, if you can walk into a high school cafeteria first day of junior year not knowing anybody, then the rest of life is a piece of cake.
0: I was the 1994 Giles High School prom king. Really? I got a purple sash with some gold emblazoned words across the sash that said 1994 GHS prom king. Come on! And our theme. I got a scepter as well. It was like a stick that had like a crown on top of it. I mean, I felt like I could cast some serious spells wielding this bad boy. What
1: did your uh, your suit or tux look like?
0: I wore a tux. I wore a tux top, and then on my on the bottom, I wore a pair of Michigan basketball shorts, and I had on like the Bo Jackson what? What? Nike shoes with black socks. <laughs> what? And I won the prom king championship. And uh, my girlfriend at the time had on a yellow tutu. (laughs) And as a result of all this, they rewrote the rules package for the Giles Giles County. Uh, Both high schools in the county rewrote the rules package for how to attend prom and what attire one must don in order to be granted admittance. To the prom, you are like the Kenny Pickett no shorts of uh, Prom King. Yeah, I'm somewhat like the Kenny Pickett of Prom King. You're like the yes. Emmett Smith uh, with the
1: helmet. They had the helmet rules because Emmett Smith. So you're like the Emmett Smith of prom.
0: Wow, I'll take it. I'm surprised
1: but, I
3: didn't take you away from me right there on the spot when you walked yeah. in like that. That's amazing.
0: It was. So who won the queen? Uh, my girlfriend.
3: Oh, she did. Wow. Yeah.
0: I'll see yeah, you guys we, are the it couple. We the ballot,
3: Jack. That's amazing
2: mcgee your uh, your superlative story reminds me of our buddy cody parker that won most changed and his personality didn't change at all i don't know what the standard was was it from eighth grade to your senior year or, or when was it but uh we determined that he won most change just because he lost the most weight out of everybody in
3: our class what, there
2: was a, it was, it was a
0: most change There was changed? a most change. A mo- you most had a change. most
3: change superlative Wow. I could have, yeah, I could have won that most thing. Most
2: like, like the comeback player of the year, man. You're I, like,
3: yeah, this guy. It's
2: like the one you don't really want
3: to
1: win. Yeah, I, yeah,
3: I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah
1: no, <laughs> I would have liked to win that. Man. I entered, <laughs> no, I entered high school at four eleven. I left high school at six feet. Okay.
3: Wow. That's <laughs> that well, would, like my butt. That would put you
2: in the running for most change
3: at our school. Yeah, my but my buddy. I remember my buddy Brent Martin. His dad was the preacher up at the Baptist church behind the school, and Brent, Brent, won uh like most dependable. He was so mad. He's like, I don't Uh-oh. want to be most dependable. He goes, he goes, can I be like sexiest or something? He goes, who wants to be the most dependable? I'm like, well, hell, son, you're dependable. But but it's but it's that not, just means not. he
0: was the guy that all the hot girls called and talked to when they were down and out. Thanks, a, Brent. Thanks for always thanks, being Brent. there, buddy. You're the we're best. are a great
3: team player. You're a great friend.
0: (laughs) Speaking of great friends, thank you for hanging out with us, brother. I appreciate you. Marty McGee is back on the SEC Network in studio January 15th. Uh, We will be not in the same location together on New Year's Eve for the college football playoff semifinals. I will be in Miami, Florida for the orange bowl mcgee will be in dallas texas for the cotton bowl and uh we'll still be doing marty and mcgee though 9 a.m eastern t- are we at 9 a.m eastern time yeah that morning at yeah, okay, 9 a.m uh, thanks dude appreciate you be good gbo vfl <laughs> i like your hoodie
3: see ya. go double dogs